bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm Travis Tinning. And I'm Patrick Wayness with Franchise Growth Lab. Your guest host for season six of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give you on-point expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. Season six of Franchise Canada Chats is brought to you by the Franchise Growth Lab. When we fail to scale, we limit our ability to leave a mark. Franchises in this country don't have a startup problem, they have a scale-up problem. We can count on one hand how many founders and franchise systems have achieved the 100-unit mark in the last 10 years. At Franchise Growth Lab, we know the right way to scale and seeing your brand make a bigger impact is what ignites us. Check us out on LinkedIn or go to FranchiseGrowthLab.com and sign up to receive a free copy of the 10 Habits of Best-in-Class Franchisors. On today's episode of Franchise Canada Chats, we get into some dirty talk. Dirty window talk, that is. Thanks, Patrick. Today, I chat with Jason Primer, CEO of We Wash Windows and Calgary-based franchisee, Lyndon Brass. We touch on how the 31-year-old Lyndon transitioned from employee to franchisee and owning his own business. And Jason walks us through the magic and uniqueness behind the We Wash Windows brand story. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody to Franchise Canada Chats. We are excited to have the crew from We Wash Windows on. Jason Primer, who is one of the founders and owner. It's Primer. Primer, I'm sorry. I should know when there's a double M that it's, it's, a, it's a soft sound. It's all good. My apologies, Jason Primer. And let me see if I can get this one right. Lyndon Brass. That's right. correct. Franchise partner <laughs> with We Wash Windows. Guys, it's it's really, really great to, to have you on and thank you for taking the time to, to speak with us today and, and educate the franchise world on, on what you do. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks. Awesome. Thank well, you. Why don't we start, I, I, we always like to start with just getting a bit of a background on, on both you and Jason. Maybe maybe we'll start with you. Why don't you just give us a little bit of uh, your story and and the the genesis of, of We Watch Windows and how sure. you uh, I've been at it a long time. Um, I've sort of been a, a serial entrepreneur from my late teens. Back oh. in the 90s, we had, uh, I was partners in a computer company. Uh, we scaled very quickly. Within a year, we had 12 employees. We were doing, you know, close to a million bucks a year. And we never made a cent. I, it was, it was a, a completely apocalyptic thing. So I like to call it my face plant MBA, uh, but the lessons, they sort of, uh, you know, stuck with me for a long time. And uh, I remember like, you never know you're not succeeding until the very end. You know, a lot of small business owners are like, I'm going to make this, we can do this, we can do this. And that's what we were doing for about a year. We really didn't see the you know, the demise, we always thought we'd be able to turn it around just around the next corner, we're going to improve things. And finally, we failed and we had to, we shut the computer store down. It was, it was heartbreaking. But I remember, we sort of transitioned from a, a big storefront with 12 people 
to me and my dad, who was my partner at the time, operating out of our house. And the reality was we had all of these old dusty computer parts, right? And I'm looking at them. I'm like, I literally need to turn this into food because that's how, that's how bad it was. So we started, it's like, I've got, you know, I've got this part and I know this customer doesn't have that part. I can sell them an upgrade. So I just started hustling on the phone and we actually, we made more money than that first few months operating, you know, out of the back of a car than we did for like the whole previous year. So, and I just remembered still looking at that, the parts and I'm like, I am never going to be in this spot again, ever. It's not going to happen. So that lesson has stuck with me, you know, now just about 30 years. So um, it was a good lesson. I'm glad it happened early in my, you know, entrepreneurial uh, career. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's you a, know what they say is, and it's, it's funny you say that, but you know, the, the, the best exercise for personal growth is start a business. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, it's you, you, you don't, you don't know what problems are small and what problems are big until, until you've started a business. So, so tell us then, how did you, like, how did you take that lesson and turn it into, you know, getting involved with, we, we watch windows. Well, I think the lesson really came clear when we started scaling and, you know, that's scaling is easy. Scaling well is not, <laughs> you know, there's so many companies, they overstep their bounds they scale too fast, they get into a spot, they can't pivot, they can't move backwards, and they're stuck. So for us, and a lot of that, you know, it does, my father-in-law was a very, very cautious man in business. So that worked well. Um, You know, I tended to be a little bit more uh, pushy with growing, and he tempered that really well. So, you know, it was a good, it was a good partnership. What, sorry, cut you off. What, what year was that? That that you so you your 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 computer you know your computer business you you had some struggles you you shut it down and then you transitioned into business with your with your father in law. What what year was that? Okay, so we would have shut down the computer company in two thousand and one. Okay, but there's a four year gap. I actually I went and worked for one of our previous suppliers. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, there was a four-year gap there before I started working with my father-in-law. Gotcha. So tell us about that. What what uh, you know the the conversation with your father-in-law and and, and how how we wash windows was born. Okay, so <laughs> it's much like your experience uh, after four years in the computer industry. Which by the time we got out of it, like it was hardware. It was gross margins were like eight percent on the high side one or two percent on the low side it was it was awful Mm -hmm. so I remember sitting at my desk and my boss came in and he's like he sat down in front of me all motivational he's like what do you need from me to get the job done (laughs) and at that moment I'm like if I just reached out and punched this guy like what would happen and it was in I'm like I am done I need to get out of I need to leave and I actually started uh, applying for uh, the city police. I thought, you know, I, I, I could be a cop. At the time, I was, a, I was a competitive fighter. I had, you know, some of the skills. I was in great shape. So it seemed like a natural transition. And uh, I, I was chatting with a, a, a police officer. And 
just in that conversation, I came to the reality. I'm like, no, this is not for me. At this time, my father-in-law, who had a background in construction, had bought this little window cleaning business to, you know, retire. And, you know, it's going to be nice. He was off his feet. It was growing so fast. He was desperate for somebody. So I thought, I'll give it a try. And he welcomed that. He's like, come do it. You know, stick with it until you figure out what you want to do. And I remember about two weeks in, I was driving home. It was a nice sunny day. And in my head, I'm like, what? What day is it? And it's like, it's Friday. I had no idea it was Friday. That's the days were great, fast paced, great people. And it just, yeah, it was awesome. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's, Let's do this. And he was happy and we worked wonderfully together for for nine years wow that there's there's a there's a book title in there about how to how to work with your father-in-law because i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people need some lessons on 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 a successful relationship with their father-in-law so that was uh what year was that oh so that would have been like 2005 2006 fast forward to when you became the sole owner and 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 then what what sort of plans you had to grow the the company well it the me becoming the sole owner was a little bit of a, there was some friction there. So as my father-in-law wanted to start stepping back, he wasn't really letting me step up. So Mm -hmm. he still had one foot in the company. I wanted to run it one way. He wanted to run it another way. Uh, So my wife and I have been together for 30 years. We're high school sweethearts, right? There's a long history there. So we never had conflict. My father and Law and I, we got along great. And yeah. this moment, it was like, it was sort of apocalyptic. And him recognizing in himself, he's like, I need to step back. Yeah. I, I want you to buy me out. And he, the terms were incredible. Pay me when you can. And sort of the rest is history. So he, okay. he was remarkable that way. Like if there were two sticks, he would always take the short end of the stick. Like he'd always take the short stick. Wow. It's very fair. You know what? I, I, I do want to come back. I'm going to come back a little bit later to, to talk about your father-in-law because I do know that, that, you know, he, you know, not only did it mean a lot to you personally, but also for your professional development. So, so if, if I don't come back, remind me to, to come back there, but I do want to jump in and, and talk to, to Lyndon a, a little bit here and Lyndon, why don't, why don't you, you tell me how you got hooked up with this guy and, and a little bit of your backstory and what sure. got you into franchising. Sure. Well, my, my backstory is not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> out, of, out, out of high school, I went right into the workforce uh, and I, I bounced around several industries years before I even met Jason. So I think my first, uh, my first real job out of high school, I was just stocking shelves at uh, Superstore, Night Stalker, and I hated it. It was horrible. So I only did it for about a month and a half. And uh, after that, I started working at Zeller's when Zeller's was still a thing. And uh, I worked there for a couple of years. I worked in the uh, electronics department. And then I had this, this urge to be a bartender. And I don't know why. Maybe I'd watch Cocktail and I thought, I want to bartend. But I went to bartending school and uh, I got a job bartending at a museum, uh, which was pretty cool. I learned some new skills there. Meanwhile, I started going into photography too. I had this idea. I wanted to start a photography business and I did that for a while. I got a few gigs and it was a failure. I I did very poorly. I didn't, I hadn't acquired the skills required to 
to make it successful at that point. Uh, so while I was doing that, I also started doing some construction. I went into mudding and taping. And the interesting thing I found as the businesses that I worked for got smaller, I started learning more and more about business. Uh, it's almost like, you know, you work for a company like Loblaws or Zellers, you feel like a number, but when you start interacting with owners directly, you start picking up a lot more about, you know, how things are done, what's important. So after, after construction, uh, well, midway through, I had an injury. I moved to Okotoks and I applied to We Wash Windows and the rest from there is pretty well history. There's a, a story there to share. At the time when we hired Lyndon, the employee market was, it was difficult and yeah, yeah. we were having a hard time finding somebody. Trina sends me a text and she's like, I just had this guy hand drop off a resume. You need to call him. And I was like, he dropped off. He's hired. Tell him to be there tomorrow. And <laughs> I had, I had no idea what to expect, but it was, it was all gold. And from that point forward, we hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Did you know that Franchise Canada has a newsletter sent out twice a month? It's packed full of fresh franchise opportunities. With Franchise Canada e-news, you get new content sent directly to your inbox. And you can keep up to date on the newest episodes of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast that you're listening to right now. Plus, you get a free subscription to Franchise Canada magazine. Subscribe now at FranchiseCanada.online. Now back to the episode. Wow. You know what, you know, what's interesting about that two things, Linda, what are you, you're, you're early thirties, right? I'm 32. Yeah. 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 It's 32. So, so, I mean, a couple old school things there that I like one, you're only 32 and you watch cocktail. That's, that's <laughs> number two is yeah. The, the hand drop off of, of the resume and, and, and the, the work ethic, um, you know, that, Okay, so you, you became an employee. Actually, you know what, backing up a step, just for the people listening, um, two things. Number one, Okotoks is a small community just outside of Calgary. It's, it's really almost part of Calgary um, now. Um, so just for, from a geographical perspective. Number two, when Jason was talking about the employee market back at the time when Lyndon dropped off his, uh, you know, his resume, is if we think employment and finding employees is tough right now, and we hear a lot about it in the news, Sort of back at that time in Calgary, I you know I also live in Calgary. I have never seen anything like it. Where you know in the in the heat of the oil boom, when when you know places like you know coffee shops were paying twenty two dollars an hour to you know to to attract to attract people. So it was um, you know it, it was something back then for sure. Okay, so you started you, you started working with We Watch Windows, um, and then. Talk to me about the next step of, of becoming a, a franchisee. Well, it's funny. I, I never actually intended to, to be a business owner. It was all, um, it was all opportunity, really. Uh, I had been with the company for about five years, and I developed a pretty strong relationship with Jason. And um, I know he wanted to expand, and he'd talk about this every now and again. You know, what about this? You want to, you know, we'll, we'll set up a franchise, and uh, we have the clientele. And it just kind of went from there and it, it grew and I had lots of time to think about it and uh, the opportunity, you know, it, uh, it was a good opportunity. So I took it. Wow. You know what? There's, there's something 
Jason, for you as a franchisor, there's something incredibly validating when someone that knows your business inside and out and knows the numbers and knows the margins takes that step to become a, a, a franchisee. What did, what did that feel like? It was a perfect scenario. That's It's sort of what I wanted the whole time. And Lyndon, to speak more about Lyndon, we've never had anybody rave about other employees like they have about Lyndon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully none of my current employees <laughs> watch <laughs> the They probably will, but they all know Lyndon too. He's, he's remarkable. So to have somebody that knows the business, but is also going to take care of the customers in a way they've, you know, come accustomed to be treated. It was, it was great. You know, for us, it was the absolute perfect scenario. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always good. I mean, again, you know, from a, a validation perspective, whether it's someone looking at a franchise concept uh, or not, if employees have bought in to, to, to the system. So, I mean, let's, Let's rewind a little bit and just, you know, for the people listening, Jason, give us, like, talk about what is, what is We Wash Windows outside of, you know, the name and, and what makes your concept unique? Well, I think for us, we're a traditional window cleaning company, which in, in the industry, there's traditional and then water fed. So traditional is you're using ladders, you're accessing the windows directly. Uh, water fed you're using a machine to reach often you know you're on the ground reaching up two three stories with uh with a pole with a water fed system Uh, our belief is that it's you end up with a much better product so number one that's sets us apart from others we've been sort of the very slow road to franchising you know we've been at this more than 20 years we have 20 years of evolving our systems, evolving our processes, our, our vehicles are outfitted in such a way, like we've got revisions. I, I talk about revisions of the van. We're on the eighth revision of our van. We're constantly improving stuff. The reality is in window cleaning, the only time you're making money is when you're making windows wet, right? For us, that's what it comes down to. So we wanna make sure that our back office, the way the vehicles are outfitted are all they're all the same. They're efficient. They work well. You know, we've we've managed all of the problems that a, a franchisee is going to encounter as they scale a, a home-based service business up. We've got those those solutions. So I think that sets us out from some of the competition. There's not every franchise system makes it, and there are there are window cleaning uh, examples of that. So for us, it's making sure that that package is going to provide the solutions that a potential franchisee is going to have. Gotcha. And I know, I mean, we, we, we haven't known each other that long, but I know you're fanatical about, you know, the customer experience and, and, and customer, customer service. Can you, and, and I know, uh, you know, let's expand that into a bit of a bigger question because I, I, I know that your, your father-in-law um, had a lot to do with how, you know, you know, what the customer experience is like at We Wash Windows. Can you, can you, you know, talk a little bit about what your father-in-law meant to the company and, and, you know, how he set you guys up for success? Well, his, you know, if, if customer expectations were here, he constantly delivered out of the, the picture, right? So it's easy to make customers happy when they're blown away. 
and that rubs off. So for us, you know, anytime we're training new staff, it's like our, our product, our clean windows has to be perfect. Absolutely perfect. So that starts from day one. And then from there, you know, it moves forward. So the customer experience, it starts with cleaning the windows, but also our, our staff, we treat our customers like family. You know, we had, I was at a job the other day and, and customers asking, well, who's, who's that, that lady that answers the phone? And I'm like, well, that's Trina. That's my wife. She's amazing. I feel like I have a relationship with her. Like those are true words. So to do that, we we are hands-on with our customers. And I think that, you know, the brand is a buzzword now a little bit. It's important, but I think a lot of people, they they don't realize where brand starts. And if your customer experience is not perfect or as close to perfect as you can get, you know, you need to focus on that before you're worrying about you know, logos and colors and stuff like that. Hmm. And yeah, an interesting point. Lyndon, okay, so we, you've become an owner uh, of, of, of the business. What's the, when, when did you become a, a franchisee? What, what date? Well, that would have been the, basically the beginning of this year. So 2022. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so like, what's the, what's the first few months been like as being, being the, the owner of a company besides being manic? <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting into the season now. So, I mean, you know, um, when it was still snow on the ground and stuff, yeah. we weren't doing much, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been very exciting. There's, um, there's no shortage of work. Jason basically handed me clients. So, um, lot, lots to learn. Uh, it's funny because you, you work as an employee so long and there's a lot of stuff in the back end you don't see. Now you have to think about the stuff that, uh, you know, you didn't have to think about before dealing with customers, payroll, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what, what would, you know, what would be your, your, your biggest learnings then? I know it's only been a, I know it's only been a few months and, and, but, you know, I, I guess if knowing what you know now and someone just buying into the, the, we watch windows franchise system, what, yeah. what advice, what advice would you give to a, you know, a, a new franchise partner? Uh, you mean in this company or just in general? Yeah. You know what? Just, just in general, just, you know. Well, I would say, I mean, if you're interested, definitely pursue it, uh, learn as much as you can and, and try to surround yourself with other business owners, maybe not even business owners in your, in your field, but just try to get involved in a network of people who, who run small business and you will learn a wealth of knowledge. As for the stuff I'm learning, uh, again, it's just re- right now. It's really just the nitty gritty. It's uh, it's it's tax stuff. It's uh, yeah. the the customer stuff. I mean, as you're an employee, all the customer relations you learn that as you're working. So that's something you just take with you when you start. It's all the back the back end stuff that you have to start to learn when you're doing your own thing, basically. And, and what's the? I mean, you're you're absolutely right because I I, I mean. We, we all know, I mean, and it's not just being a, you know, a successful franchise partner, but just a successful, um, you know, business development person or a successful entrepreneur is the people that are best at it are the ones that understand the value of relationships and can form relationships. For sure. But what gets missed sometimes is you can sell yourself into bankruptcy and let your back end books and, the, and, and you know, your, your, your tax and your remittance and, and everything sort of go to crap. But... Talk to me about what the support has been like from the the franchisor in helping you learn, um, helping you learn sort of the back end uh, of the business and the business management. 
Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, Jason is always there if I need him. I can ask him a question anytime because he's dealt with all this stuff. So if I have a problem, I just go to him. You know, what what did you do in this scenario? And odds are he has faced whatever it is I'm dealing with. All the bean counting. I, I feel like a bean counter now, basically. <laughs> That's where my concerns are. Obviously, if you're going to buy into a franchise, uh, they want you to succeed. It, it affects them too. Yeah. So uh, you can turn to uh, the franchisor when you're, you know, if you're struggling or if you have questions, they'll be there to help you for sure. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Uh, Jason, I, I, I know you had mentioned that you, you had a bit of a slower path to franchising when you sort of, you know, de- decided to, to franchise the business. And, you know, when, when we were chatting earlier, you had mentioned uh, a mentor that, that you had that really sort of, you know, when you got to that fork in the road, sort of helped, you know, helped you go down the path of, of franchising. Do you want to just fill, fill the audience in on that a little bit? And- sure. So I was, well, we're lucky in a lot of ways. We've got CEO, as customers, we've got CEOs of billion dollar companies, small companies, big companies, just like Lyndon said, there's a wealth of information there. And uh, one of our customers is uh, Michael Wilson. He owns a company called Fibernew. It's a, an upholstery repair system. It's around the world. And for a long time, I didn't realize sort of the girth of, you know, his, his reach. But he had been saying we need to franchise that, you know, we're, we've, we're going to, it's a gold mine. And he was sort of instrumental in planting the seeds. He, it's a home-based mobile service company. There's a lot of parallels between what we do and what he does. So in the sense, like, you know, Lyndon saying, you know, chances are Jason's encountered the same problem. Well, that's the same thing. Anytime I've asked Michael questions that are stressing me out, he just sort of leans back and he's like, okay, well, this is the way it's going to roll. This is what you need to be aware of. And I think if anybody's ever, you know, some words of wisdom that he gave to me as just before we had started the process to franchise, or maybe it was shortly after we had started, he's like, at some point, you are going to want to quit. You are not going to want to go through with it. You're going to want to walk away from it. Don't finish it. No matter what happens, even if you never sell one franchise, finish it. You need to see it through. And there definitely were peaks and valleys through the process. Like it's a, to, to franchise a company, uh, it's, it's a big process. And, and for me, like what really cemented it, I attended a seminar um, that CFA had hosted in Calgary a few years ago. Great speakers, a lot of knowledge. You know, I'm still in touch with some of the speakers now and I've, um, you know, I've had coffee with them and, you know, poke their brains. So you know, it, it is good to find somebody that has traveled that path. And when somebody mentors, there's really, there's only a few reasons that they do it. And, you know, in Michael's case, you know, he's been at it so long. He doesn't, he's not going to get anything from me except seeing me grow. And that's, you know, that's the true gold in mentorship. So I strongly, anybody, no matter where they are in business, they should find a mentor. Like it's, you know what? You invaluable. Know yeah, you know what's super cool about that. And for for anybody listening, and and this is actually really really important when when you are looking at a franchise concept to invest in, particularly an emerging brand. If if you think about it, is 
you know, you franchise your concept because you become a great technician, you know everything there is to know about the industry, you got a great business model, and, and you're an expert in your field. You've put those hours and hours and hours, and in cases, you know, 10, 20,000 hours into becoming an expert in, in their business. Now, when you franchise, as you mentioned, Jason, I mean, it's, it's a big undertaking, and it is expensive, but it's also now you have to become an expert on franchising. It's, it's not just about being an expert in window washing anymore. It's becoming an expert in franchising and growing and scaling a, a, a franchise business. So those of you who are listening, when you're, when you're weighing options of a franchise or especially an emerging brand, is you want to know that they are voracious learners and that they are humble in the sense of they don't know what they don't know and they seek out that advice to that advice to grow and that's what i loved hearing what what you just said and you've been really lucky in the sense that you've had you know a couple of really strong mentors in your in your late father-in-law and um you know and with you know with with this gentleman uh, as, as well so you know, and, and also um, that you've taken, taken advantage of it. But on that note, what other advice, there's lots, there's going to also be people listening to this that are, are, are franchising their brand, they're emerging franchisors. What, what advice would, would you give to, some, to, to a, another emerging brand? Be patient with yourself. You know, you, if you're franchising a company, you're, you're obviously a producer, you know, you're, you're used to making stuff happen, seeing results. And with franchising, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, the, the first five units are going to be hard and just accept that that's okay. You know, do it, do a little bit each day, be productive, but accept that sometimes it's going to take time. You know, not every potential franchisee is a fit, you know, some other good advice I, I had, receive is like, don't give it away. You know, this is, it's our brand. We've built this and, you know, Lyndon's been at it long enough too. It's his brand too. So, you know, we want to make sure we're finding the right people and that takes time. You know, I think back to some of the potential franchisees that we, you know, engaged with, they weren't, they would not have been a good fit. Right. So, but in the moment you're like, this needs to go. We need, we need motion. We need something to happen. So it, there's a sort of a duality there that it's, it can be a bit of a fight at times. And, and Lyndon, back over to you about, you know, more advice for, for people that are maybe looking to, to join the WeWash Windows brand. What, may, what will make, what are the characteristics, I guess is the best way to ask it, of, of or who will make a great WeWash Windows franchise partner? Yeah, well, I mean, there's the standard characteristics all people are looking for, you know, be uh, personable and, and good with clients and whatnot. Uh, strong work ethic, because the, Jason was talking earlier about our, our system, we, we, you know, we're right up at the window climbing ladders, it's hard work. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, uh, you know, ready for a lot of physical activity. Uh, that's a big one. That's, it's, it's actually, that's a big one that you mentioned. I mean, not... Um, you know, not all business models are cut out for everybody. And, and because yeah. of the, the physical up and down on the ladder, the moving the ladders, the ladders mm -hmm. off rocks, you know, all that is, is you, you do need to, you know, have, you do need to have the conditioning to be able to do that. Yeah. But I will say it, it's rewarding. I don't walk up a ladder and be like, Oh, I got to do this. Again. You know, you're, you're moving so quick and, and yeah. you're, you're doing so many houses per day and stuff. You don't really think about it. You just, uh, 
you almost feel like you're accomplishing something um yeah in the work yeah no that's that that's great and Jason, I, I guess, you know, we, we, we're, we're coming to the end of our time here, but um, if, if people want to learn more about the, the WeWash Windows opportunity, what, what's, what's the, best, the best path that they can take? Uh, probably start with our website, wewashwindows.ca, and uh, there's a lot of information on there. We have a franchising section that we talk about the history of the company, and there's, there's a, a lot of data there, and that's probably the best starting point. Perfect. Okay. And they can, they can obviously, they, there's, there's a form they can fill out or a number that they can, that they yeah, can absolutely. contact yeah. you to, to, to learn more about it. Well, guys, that was, that was awesome. I, I'm, I'm really glad that, that you guys were able to make it on and, and we, we certainly appreciate you guys taking the time to, to come on the show here. Thank oh, you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories and franchise opportunities, visit franchisecanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada e-news while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca.